days it's kind of just like dusty down here it's, it's been a while i mean getting back in this thing it's it's just like like i mentioned you a moment ago is <laughs> banging away at things like trying to get the falcon up and running we're, we're trying to escape hoth just to give people a show uh i mean she may not look like much but she's got <laughs> she's work, work counts, counts. Kid. come on all right here we Hi. are hey uh how's it going it, it it goes i'm gonna let me let me hit it again real quick <laughs> and i'm gone I mean, there, yeah, yeah. Hey. <laughs> she's still, she's still got a, a few surprises left in her sweetheart don't worry about it <laughs> it's a it's a cheap headphone adapter anyway yeah, it served us well in the past that's fine people are here for the quality content they are they are and you always make it sound so nice in post so <laughs> there you go let's spit shine this bad boy <laughs> How's it going? Hi. Hi, we're back. It's been a hot month, couple month. months. Month, couple? La- last time we did an episode was July. July. So yes. what, what is it, November? Yes. It's, it's about four months. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're, a, we're a quarterly at best podcast <laughs> at this point. <laughs> life life uh, uh, finds a way to keep us busy. Oh, and how? Yes. And yet. And yet. And yet. If you, if you were to ask me, you know what's been going on I, I don't have a i don't have a good answer yeah i mean it's it's you know it's kids man yeah <laughs> they, 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 they take up a lot of time yeah especially uh you know once they're mobile yep i mean i was i was riding high when when dude was was just you know stationary i can put yep. them in the little in the little rocker and come and down here and record take stuff care and some stuff and nope not no more nope 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 nope, nope. Like now I, he's everywhere and it's 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 entertain him all the time and yep. pick him up and put him down and, and let him yep. run and but we're not here for that no no we're we're here for the people the people we're here for who the people. have been demanding our return um, uh, well for for numerous subjects demanding most of which we probably won't cover on the show today we're here for the big stuff we're here for yeah we're here for the uh the big stuff so um how how has your months months <laughs> for the months now months have been fine we just kind of i mean we just summed it up it's been it's been a constant uh hashtag dad life uh, existence yeah. so Any, anything of major note um personally no not really uh i'm I'm in a holding pattern stay on target yep. uh watch over the boy uh i've i'm still slowly progressing on that old long cold dark album hashtag tlcd 2020 <laughs> fingers crossed <laughs> hashtag hashtag chinese democracy too um if you follow me on instagram you'll know that i actually hashtag chinese democracy and anything <laughs> band related so um yeah it's it's coming along I'm, can i say something about chinese democracy sure it's not a horrible album. That might be, but yeah. it it okay. Let's as a point of comparison. Okay, Chinese Democracy took a, a, a legendary amount of time to complete, right? Yes. And then at the end of the day, it came out, and like three people really cared. Yeah. Okay. I think Spaghetti Incident came out in ninety three. Okay. And then Chinese Democracy came out in. So wait, uh, the the eleven the user illusions were post or pre spaghetti incident. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So spaghetti incident. There was there was spaghetti incident, and then there was a track on the end of days soundtrack. Oh, I remember that. And that was it. 
That yeah. was just okay. Well, just to just as a point of comparison, because it's really the only comparison I have. Uh, Tool dropped a record in August. Yes, and that was fourteen years coming. Thirteen. Correction. Thirteen years coming. So a, a, a Guns and Rosian level of time had passed, <laughs> and um, by my own account and most people everywhere's account, the Tool record is phenomenal. <laughs> so you know, kind of a different different vibe there. Yeah, Charles Democracy was two thousand eight. Okay, so, so. A, a similar amount of time. Yes, indeed. And one flopped, and one has put the Tool back on the map in a big bad way. Cool. It's a good. Yeah. Re- it's a good record. Saw him live. Uh, I saw him live last this no this month about three weeks ago in uh, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and uh, they were in- incredible as as they always are. How? Because I know the new album was not a traditional um album. It was. I mean, it's a. The songs was, are so was, long. There was only eight songs on it. So yeah. Uh, oh, I mean that's 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 so that's a, that's so how at the concert like how much of the new stuff did they do? Uh, they played five new songs, Mo- mostly nice. new songs actually. Cool. Um, and uh, just a few older ones, which you know, somewhat disappointing yet. They're so good, and I like the new album so much that it's like, you yeah. know what? I'm, this is fine. I've seen them before. It's been, it's been so like few and far between. You're just like, we will take what we can get. Well, there is, there's definitely that. In fact, yeah. you know, as I'm sitting there enjoying the show, there is that part of me. Even even when I I got the album, got the album, brought it home. Um, Jason Oberg came over. We you know we hung out, put did a listening session, listened to it twice, of course. And not a not a second goes by where I didn't have that thought in my head like, this could be it. So I'm taking this in, yeah, and I'm enjoying it. So yeah, when when you go 13 years between records at at the age that those guys are, the the, the possibility is always there that this might be it. So enjoy it, enjoy yeah. it while it's here. So it's Wednesday night. It is ten fifteen ish. I don't about. Even know. Sure. Um, the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. So if you're listening to this while you're prepping your meal on Thanksgiving, no, people are out partying, man. No, if the, while they're prepping their meal on Thanksgiving Day, mm. yeah. You know, happy Thanksgiving. I'm not gonna have this up tomorrow. Okay, Black Friday maybe. Black Friday maybe. <laughs> okay. Um. So. We just got done, and one of the big things that happened since we last spoke to oh, people, yeah. we just got done watching AEW Dynamite. AEW is a thing now. AEW is a thing. AEW is launched. I am watching you every are. week. I'm enjoying it. Um, how how do you think we're about two months in? Yep. It, it premiered uh, in early October. How do you feel it's going? Great. It's going great. Uh, it's... It's a shot in the arm that the wrestling world needed, and they are delivering every week a fun, entertaining show with new people that you may not have seen before, and the ones you have seen before, they're doing new stuff and keeping it fresh and interesting. So it's it's great, and they don't skimp on uh, quality of matches. They don't. I mean, it's 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 a quality product that doesn't waste your time. I think that's the. I mean, and I that's. 
that's what wrestling needs right now because WWE has a lot of time on the air every week, and I feel like they waste a lot of that time every week. Yeah, it's because, like, was it SmackDown's two hours? Uh, two, Raw's an unbearable three, and now NXT, also on Wednesday nights, is now two hours when it used to be one, and they moved it to Wednesday night to combat AEW, and they mm. moved it to USA Network, I should say. It was already on Wednesdays, but it was on the network taped. Now it's live on Wednesdays, and it's two hours in the same block of time as AEW because AEW got the Wednesday night time slot on TNT. Gotcha. Vince, uh, Vince's pettiness knows no bounds. Mm. So um, the Wednesday night war, air quotes, is a thing now. Um, I don't particularly care. My channel stays on TNT Wednesday nights. I don't watch NXT anymore at all, to be honest with you, which does bum me out a little bit, but given WWE's, uh, I mean, frankly, the product stinks, and I, you know, it could get better. Hopefully, that you know, in an ideal world, having competition, real competition again, will make yeah. them get better. But at the end of the day, I just don't feel good anymore about supporting them as a company. Full stop. So, like, viva AEW, and as always, viva NJPW forever. So you know, right. you know, that's just. But yeah, AEW is great. If they could do anything better, I mean, there's little things I can nitpick in in time. Hopefully, they can square that stuff yeah. up. Just production stuff and mm-hmm. timing finishes, you know, whatever. Uh, fingers crossed, someday for that NJPW um, collaboration. But uh, for the for the time being, no, that won't be a thing. So yeah, well, it, you know. We'll see what happens, but that's okay. There's room for everything, and uh, yeah, it's been fun. I'm glad you're enjoying it because it's again, it it's it's a fun show, and wrestling needs um, lapsed and new fans to be on board with something that is not Vince Land. All right, All right. So cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's cool. Fun times. What else is going on? <sighs> I'm telling you, not not a lot. Played, yeah. played. You know, Link's Awakening came out for the Switch. Yeah. I beat that. It's great. Um, the Untitled Goose Game came out. I beat that. It's it's <laughs> great. If you haven't played the Untitled Goose Game, play the Untitled Goose you, Game. Yeah, you showed it to me. I'm like, all right, <laughs> I'm not going to play this. You should, though. But I get it. You really should. It's I, fun. I can clearly see why it has the appeal that it does. It's a brilliantly designed puzzle game where you get to be a complete jerk goose. <laughs> it's awesome. Um, and I started a, uh, as of this week, actually, you're going to laugh. Um, I started a new Breath of the Wild game. Like fresh? Yeah, fresh save. Yep, from the beginning. Hey, well, I mean, if you, if you don't really have anything else that you're playing. 250 hours wasn't enough. I'm, I'm going back well, for more. Yeah. <laughs> the poor people of Hyrule just waiting around for you to hey, look, get around and saving them. In fairness. Because uh, you got to go find a blue boomerang in fairness That's slightly different from the red boomerang you have in the game they've been waiting a hundred make it <laughs> they've been waiting a hundred years since the catastrophe they can wait 230 more hours <laughs> it's fine oh that's hysterical that really even uh that's really it you've been reading anything like no. comic wise no keeping up on anything no no I've been keeping up on my normals. You know what, actually, it, you know, it's funny. I say this, and it sounds ridiculous because it's a comic book. Um, but I started but didn't finish uh, the first issue of 
the question, the mm. death of Vic Savage. Sage. Yeah. Sage. Uh, really good. Okay. Really good. It's my first uh, black label purchase. I love the physical format of the books. Okay. They're really like, they're a larger size and just, it's a really like, feels good. But, you know, um, who is it? Uh, Bill Sankowitz. Bill, oh, Bill Sankowitz do the artwork? Yeah. Doing the artwork. So and, it looks phenomenal, uh, I'm Jeff sure. Lemire oh, writing. That's a, that's a so, collaboration. Yeah. So it's solid. Uh, what else? There's some fun, like, offshoot. Oh, there's um a new He-Man limited series started at DC called He-Man Masters of the Multiverse. Oh. And first issue, who shows up? movie he-man oh dolph ludgren himself yep. wow with the cosmic key and gwildor makes an appearance and so the okay given that will we see frank langella skeletor fingers crossed my friend fingers crossed because if he shows up the series over he yeah. wins he wins yep. <laughs> it's done yep. Um, hey, rec- I was talking about uh, talking to you about Record Store Day. Uh, you were it, early, yeah. Uh, I think I was. We uh, we've spoken about it at some point, but not. well, Friday, Black Friday is Record yeah. Store Day. Uh, well, one of the records. There's two. There's Black Friday, then there's the normal Record Store Day. So I'm going out Friday morning to the record store very early to line up to buy some records. One of the records that's going to be available uh, is the Bill Conti Masters of the Universe score on vinyl. Ooh. I haven't thought. Of, I, I'm not sure if I'm going to pick that up, but uh, you know, it, it's there. It's. I remember parts of it. Okay. Well, that's not quite enticing enough for me to go buy a copy necessarily, but... I'm I mean, how much you know. are we talking? Probably 25 bucks, 30 oh, bucks. Get that. Get that. I've got like four other records I got to buy, dude. So that's, that's a $200 day. <laughs> well, now it's $225 day, sir. You're not wrong. Priorities. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think like... Game-wise, I primarily have just been playing, actually, Star Wars Battlefront, only because William wants me to play it. Likes the Star Wars, like, does he? Oh, yes. Very nice. Oh, yes. Very nice. Um, he comes home and he's like, uh, Dada, you play X-Wings? I'm like, yes. Yes, we will. <laughs> so I I have not had a chance to get Fallen Order yet. I um, hear it's good. I've heard nothing but good things about it. So I, I mean, I, like good, but not great. But even that is like, no, no, it's good. Like, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, cool. So Metroidvania esque, from what I've been told. That, that, that's that's Drew Sweet Spot. Right I there. know. You tell me that. I'm gonna I'm gonna perk up a little bit. Um, oh, did I tell you? Speaking of Metroidvanias, uh, in the interim of our of our little hiatus here, uh, I have beaten also Guacamelee Two. Ooh. Thumbs up. Great game. Nice. If you can get you can get one and two on a switch cartridge for forty dollars at the store. Cool. Recommended. Get them. Guacamelees are those are great games. Um, and there was another one that I beat that I loved a lot. Uh, oh crap! Oh, pfft, uh, uh, Bloodstained Symphony of the Night. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. <coughs> um, Ritual of the Night. Pardon, ah, pardon me. Pardon, pardon me. Uh, Freudian slip because basically it's. Gotcha. It's, it's Symphony of the Night with a little mustache on its finger going, I'm not Symphony of the Night. <laughs> it's it's, it's Bloodstained. I'm completely different. Bloodstained, semicolon, Don Incognito. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, there's been a lot of uh, uh, controversy about the Switch version because it wasn't uh, 
the performance of, of the Switch version was not really up to snuff. Frame rates were bad, right. etc. Um, but to, having said that, I beat it just fine. Yeah. And I enjoyed it just fine. Uh, as of a few weeks ago, the big the big fix patch dropped and it plays a lot better now. Like it's, it, it's a lot smoother than it was. And yeah. I, and I didn't really have a problem with it before, but it's better now. So if you've uh, been reluctant to buy the switch version of bloodstained, uh, ritual of the night, um, now is the time. Cause this, the patch is out and it's actually really good. And it's a great game. If you like Metroidvania games, it's, it, I mean, it's from one of the, the guys who, co-founded the genre essentially yeah. so yeah go for it it's it's fun it's nice good. um i will probably i mentioned this to you upstairs i will probably be picking up the most recent call of duty on black friday because it's pretty much half price everywhere sure sure and i played the beta and it was really good it was really solid it they're basically rebooting modern warfare yeah, yeah. and it felt very much like modern warfare which is a good thing sure um, so I'll probably begin that like some other stuff will probably just go on the old Christmas slash birthday list. I think, uh, Luigi's mansion fallen order. The only thing that's on my Christmas list game wise, I think is going to be, uh, the outer worlds. Okay. With from, um, obsidian, they made uh fallout new Vegas and apparently the outer worlds is like, I've like, I've seen little mentions of that here and there. It's, it's the RPG that, that we need right yeah. now. So I hear great things about it. I'm, it's it's Mass Effecty. It's Fallouty. Yeah, it it speaks my language. So gotcha. And it's got some political commentary, which again, it speaks my language. Yeah. yeah. So give me yeah. that. I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna shoot for that for Christmas because, frankly, like I said, I'm playing Breath of the Wild right now, and I have nothing else to play because uh, of a certain game that I should be playing right now got delayed until March. We didn't talk about this because it happened after the last show. Doom Eternal was, oh, supposed, to, was yeah. supposed to be out by now. And I have to wait till March. Would you rather get a bad game now or a good game later? Good game later, there 10 times out of 10. Yep. So I'll, I'll allow it, but 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 Doom. But Doom, though. <laughs> but Doom. I miss Doom. I love Doom, Doom so much. Uh, you know what else comes out the same day as Doom Eternal? What's that? Animal Crossing for Switch. <laughs> that duality is... of man, Carl. Duality <laughs> oh, of man, you, sir. <laughs> I, I'm gonna I'm I gonna slay no... some demons in brut- brutal, grotesque fashion, and then I'm gonna go chill out in my village <laughs> and fish. <laughs> I <have> no desire. <laughs> I don't understand the appeal of Animal Crossing. I have no desire to find out. I live in I you know live a life where I wake up go to work and do adult things. I don't need to play a video game where I just do those same things. Totally over again, fair. Just as an animal. Totally fair. Um, all right. So it's been a hot, like we said, it's been a hot minute, month, what have you folks. We appreciate you popping back with us to listen. Uh, we did, you know, post on the, the social medias that we were going to begin to get night to record an episode. And some of you wonderful faithful sent us some emails. And if I can get my phone to unlock, we can go through those emails. All righty. We'll just go in order that of which I received them. First off, starting out with Alan Sleepy Time Waiters. Because <laughs> <laughs> somebody got some Z's during the AEW Dynamite. We'll, we'll post the picture on our 
Yeah. Our Facebook page. Yeah. Pictures will be on. Oh, boy. Might be our new profile picture. Could be. You it never know, be. people. You never know. Alan's sweating right now. <laughs> okay. Alan writes, after what feels like an eternity, glad you're back, gents. I want to give a special Thanksgiving shout out to my fellow emailer, JJ Elsimino. Carl and Drew, in your opinion, are you shocked many people didn't know about the Black Wall Street Massacre? Mm. Do you think that racism being a central theme made the show, Watchmen, yep. Uh, yep. Yep. better, yep. especially yep. with Angela's character in Hooded Justice? Now, we are going to be We're gonna spoilers for all of that. This episode is to discuss, this episode will be called Watchmen DeLorean. <laughs> yes, I, it's a play on words. It's like a it. play on words. Remind me before I forget. To, uh, before I put the episode up, to, yep. to, to, to that. <laughs> Watch Mandalorian. Yes, yes. So, um, I personally did not know about the Nor Black did I. Massacre. Yeah. I was like, nope, me neither. And, uh, and it in, seemed... fairness, in fairness to us, based on the Google trends, no one did. Right. Well, I should right. again, no white people did. Yeah. <laughs> It it seemed like when I was watching it, I'm like, this is probably like inspired by something that happened. But like to lengths it was going, I'm like, they probably. But no, no, this is accurate. Yeah, that's, that that's, that happened. That happened. <sighs> so now I do know, and yeah. so does everyone else. And uh, if that doesn't stick with you and affect you, then I um, I feel bad for you. Yeah. So. Uh, and to answer Alan's question before we get into the details later, nope, didn't know about it. Do know about it now, yep. and um, we're going to get into all that business with Watchmen. Yes. Carl, J.J. Abrams, Abrams recently did an interview and said that Palpatine coming back was always the plan. Do you think the new Star Wars would be better had they not killed Snoke and not bring Palpatine back? Um, I mean, it's tough to say because I don't ask me this question after December 22nd because, you know, and we've, we've had these discussions in our chats and whatnot going forward. And, you know, if you've listened to the show, you know that whereas Drew and I both love Star Wars, we love it in very different ways. Sure, Drew's, sure. Drew's love focuses primarily on the classic yep. films yep. and most of what has just come out in theaters my love is for the world for the like all the stuff that comes along with that television shows whatnot um nice thing about disney plus is i get to watch rebels which is very good Hmm. um really like that the bridge between episodes three and four is very well handled throughout this um you know i we both love last jedi I don't think either one of us really have a problem with how they handled Snoke because it was essentially how they handled the Emperor and Return of the Jedi. Yeah. Snoke you, actually had more screen time than the Emperor did in the you original You know trilogy. what you need to know. Yeah. Um, as far as bringing Palpatine back, like even I was like, do we have to? That's my reaction as well. And when he said, so Alan said that JJ said that was always the plan. Insert GIF here of Ron Burgundy lighting the cigarette, I don't believe you. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. I gotta. I gotta see the movie before I'd say 
Yeah. That's next month. That is next month. It's less than a month. It doesn't feel that way. It really doesn't. I, but more to say on this later, but... Yes. More to it's say star- on this later. It's, it's starting to become real that this... <sighs> I guess... This central story that has been so we'll, we'll, pivotable. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, 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 when we talk about we'll Mando, we'll talk yeah. about Star Wars as a whole a little bit. But, um, right. Yeah. It's, I, I'm not. I don't, I don't feel that weight yet. So, anyway, moving on. Uh, Drew. Yeah. AEW is hitting it out of the park. It is. In your unbiased opinion, what is making them su- successful? And will light a, finally light a fire in WWE? Uh, will it light a fire? Not until they, I mean, it'll, it'll change things a little bit and business wise, it's already changing. Yeah. Things. It'll light a fire once it starts to chew into the pocketbook. Right. Exactly. Um, which it kind of is in that everyone on, on the roster now can command more money because AEW has forced their hand to yeah. pay guys better. Uh, but, um, like well, wait, I'm sorry. What was this question? Are they, was this, is going to force WWE? Yeah, when, when it hits them in the what, pocket, they'll what do is stuff. making AEW successful? Oh, that's simple: trusting talent, and 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 not only trusting talent, but not belittling and undermining their audience, trusting their audience's intelligence and not insulting it, and delivering on promises week to week, month to month, feud to feud, long term. Short-term and long-term. That's what they're doing right. Um, they don't forget storylines. They don't treat the fan like they're an idiot. And they let talent be themselves. And tr- they trust their talent to deliver. And the talent does. They don't send their guys out there with scripts of lines their talent doesn't believe. And they don't change the show week to week on the whims of a 73-year-old man who can't remember anything. Uh, they... It's a, they run a tight ship. Everything matters, and they trust their audience and they trust their talent, and they deliver. All right, that's as succinctly as I can put it. Works for me. And, that, and none of that, none of that, by the way, has to do with in-ring ability or anything. Yeah, which, by the way, is also great in AEW. But Indeed. that's not why they're succeeding. All right. Also, we haven't done a game night in a millennium. I know. We need to rectify this. Plus, your viewers need to know the hot games. You should have a show on your favorite games to play. Oh, Alan, show. it took us a <laughs> We haven't done this since July. You want I will to say, start a um, spinoff show. I know. The, the games that we... But Alan, you weren't here, but Alan brought over a few games uh, about a month or two ago. Yeah. Um, and We are going to get in our question in regards to the board oh, games. Okay, cool. So, All right. I'll, I'll put a button in that. Hold that one. Speaking of which, bringing us to our next question asker, uh, Mr. Adam Williams. Yay. I am so excited to see a reunion of the two of the finest geek minds the world has ever known. Yes, yes. Stroke the ego. Valid. (laughs) Some questions for you. Best board game you have played since your last recording. Mm. As you were saying. Um. Again, I don't remember the names of these. One was called Welcome to. Yes, that the neighborhood game. Yes. Hated it when we started it. I I could not wrap my brain around it in the first several turns and I was getting frustrated. By the end of the game, I fully understood how to play the game and I think I won the game. And I really really enjoyed it by the end. Playing it again, knowing how to play it, I I think I enjoyed it even more. Welcome to is a is is a new favorite. Yeah, good game. I play. We played it at the last duty dice day, 
and it was a lot of fun. I really yes. enjoyed it. Yes, that was great. And there was another one he brought over the same night. I forgot what it was. was it Draftosaurus. Yes, Draftosaurus. It's a good game. I haven't played it. I've heard of it. Yeah, it's nice. It's, it's a it's a good game. Uh, quick, but uh, playable. So you you can play three or four games of it in an, in an hour. Like it's a good 15, 20 yeah. minute at a time, and it's great. Cool. Not super difficult to pick up, but good mechanics, and it's just fun. So you know how we are um, like to play the Marvel. Uh, legendary game. Oh, we do. Right? Yes, we do. Yeah. We never win. No. Well, I won once. Um, Technicality, but yes. <laughs> so a new Marvel card game has come out somewhat in the vein of Legendary. It's called uh, Marvel. I think it's, they just called it Contest of Champions. Uh, or Marvel Champions, something. Oh, okay. It's It's a... It's an LCG, which stands for Living Card Game, which means like there's the core set and there's expansions. Mm-hmm. So, but like in the expansions, the same stuff comes in every pack. It's not like Magic where you have to like you're blind buying packages hoping to get cards. Mm-hmm. Like before an expansion comes out, it's like okay, these are the cards that are going to be in that pack. Like one of the expansions is like. Um, like a Green Goblin scenario expansion comes with cards. So it's a co-op um, card battle game. Mm-hmm. So, but like think more, think more along the lines of, because you're teaming up with everyone to play out a scenario. So think more along the lines of Legends. All right. And so instead of like buying cards, you already have your deck. Okay. So I it's kind of going on my list for for the holidays. So you know we'll see what happens. All right. Um, best game I've played since we last recorded, I have to say, is probably um, Star Wars Outer Rim. Yeah. 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 I the first playthrough I did of it was here at a game night, and obviously with any game, a first playthrough is never smooth. It wasn't, but I think we all liked it. I don't think Alan was too crazy on it. Oh, I, I like Alan, it. Alan, uh, Alan tends to not like games that dice decide ah, possible outcomes. I like dice. Which I get. Um, but no, I think I really enjoy it. It's a lot of fun. Um, it's very flavorful in what they've done with it. Like, it's not just, like, slapped on Star Wars stuff. There's, like, really cool... Um, things in it it's kind of like a sort of a pick up and deliver game but with different elements to it i like the fact that it's just dealing with like the outer rim smuggling you know scum and villainy type characters yeah and i think i I, mechanically i thought it was it was good too though yeah yeah the the biggest drawback in the game is like it depending on if you're playing a full game it's about two three hour game yeah and the biggest drawback in the game is that the time between turns so it, it can, be, can be a little much yeah so but yeah no that's really i've enjoyed watching it um his next question is is there anything better than watching a jawa vaporize um <laughs> yes Adam, we'll get to that <laughs> pretty much anything damn adam's sadistic uh i mean i enjoyed it but moving on <laughs> um 
any chance the podcast could come back in monthly installments? I, I don't want to say there's uh, let me, no chance. It could, but face to face, maybe not. And that's really the you, you're you're you you like doing it this way. I I prefer face to face. I think we we lose something over the Skype. In Skype, yeah, you're not wrong. But it it could be done that way. Yeah, but I feel you. Uh, he says, "Thanks, friends. Happy Thanksgiving. Thank you, Adam. We appreciate it." Now, lastly, Mister. J. Gelsomino. Oh. Drew and Carl, would you rather see Baby Yoda in the Watchmen universe or naked Jeremy Irons in the Mandalorian? Give give me naked Jeremy Irons in the Mandalorian, <laughs> you cowards. <laughs> and don't stop at Mandalorian. Put him in the main trilogy. <laughs> I mean, what's, what's, it, what's he doing? Is he just walking around naked? I mean. Uh, he's getting a thigh massage from a clone trooper. Oh, my. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'll go with Jeremy Irons too. See, see, uh, Drew. Uh-huh. Who do you see leaving Wrestle Kingdom with both belts? Oh man, this can go in so many directions. All right, look. Seeing as Naito has been pooped on for so long now. And he has been the one who's been consistently over with the audience, internationally, mind you. And he's the one who first pitched the idea of the double champion. It has to be Naito. Having said that, uh, Ghetto probably is not going to make that happen. He's going he's gonna to throw salt in all of our faces and laugh at us and, and, and laugh at our tears. And it'll be Jay White. So, should be Naito, but it'll be Jay White. Okay. Uh, that's, Carl. that's the sound of Jay laughing and crying in agreement, knowing that I'm right right now, <laughs> by the way. Carl, do we see Hooded Justice fighting off the shark's mother soon? The, the what? Hooded Justice in the series played by Louis Gossett Jr. Oh! Of Jaws 3 fame. Is that a spoiler? It's a spoiler. Big spoiler. Well, yeah. <laughs> Here we are. Here we are. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Uh, that's it. Maybe. Maybe you don't know with this show. You Will really we see don't. Hooded Justice uh, flying a plane? Did you know? F 16? Yeah. Never say die. Iron <laughs> Eagle. Sure. That's another thing that happened since we last recorded. What's that? We got a trailer for Top Gun 2. Oh, wow. That that, that did happen, didn't yeah. it? Yeah. Um, Looks good. I Looks mean, solid. Of course it does. I, I, I hope Val Kilmer is okay. I hope he's in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, folks, thanks, everyone, for your hey, questions. Yeah. We appreciate it. Let's get on to the business at hand. So we're going to be... Wanna, we're going to be... Well, first off, we should put out the spoiler warning. Of course. It's spoilers, yada, yada. That's why we're here. Where do you want to start? Do you want to start in a galaxy far, far away, or do you want to start a little closer to home? Let's do the galaxy far, far away. Okay. So I feel, before we get into Mandalorian, we should discuss for a moment the Disney Plus launch. It launched. It did launch. It's a thing. 
It's a thing. A little bit of hiccups on launch day, which is to be expected with anything that much in demand. I got, I have, I've, uh, so, (laughs) okay. (laughs) So many onslaughts of words. I know, I know. And I only say this, I say this as a fan of what I'm about to talk about, but also I feel like it's, people will understand where I'm coming from. Okay, you launch the app. Right. Across the top, you've got the big banner of like something featured, which currently is Mandalorian. Yeah, and then below that, you've got the big banner of the separate properties that are like the primary drivers of this yeah. service. I got a bone to pick with with that. Okay, so the the big buttons are Disney, obviously, Marvel, Star Wars, uh, Pixar, Pixar, and Net Geo. Those okay. are th- there's five buttons. Those are the five. Yeah. I got to tell you, there's a sixth thing there that I really feel like should be there, seeing as it constitutes 30 years of programming and a major cultural milestone franchise, even if it's been bad for a long time by many accounts, it's still something that I think is being undersold here. Okay. The Simpsons on the app, you really have to dig to find. Yeah, that's not. It's not just there. Like, oh, The Simpsons. Yeah. Like, no, you have to like look for it. I think and it doesn't fall under. Sorry, to interrupt you. It, no, it, no. it doesn't fall under any of those five things. Right. So, like again, you have to know to look for The Simpsons. Right. And that's kind of weird, I guess. I'm a Simpsons fan, so to me, yeah, it's no, kinda like no, it makes sense. Like it's they, on. It like you know how they got that big banner thing that like switches every couple seconds. Right, but if you're not, it's on one of those. Fine, but. I'm looking at the below that, and it, yeah. should, it should have its own big button, like right next to Net Geo or something, like yeah. The Simpsons. I get what you're saying. I agree with you. Um, you know, as far as the app itself, the app itself is it's fine. Is super bare bones. Like there was some basic stuff that it didn't even have day one that it has since added like continue watching <laughs> right yeah yeah yeah. like super bare bones up it's very similar to the netflix app it's well very similar just in, in its overall appearance it doesn't autoplay annoyingly thankfully right that's true netflix can go to hell with that yeah oh my god that um me. but it's i mean it's functional it's fine it's, yeah it's I mean, an app the content's there. the The content could be better organized. Um, I had to laugh at the. It, it wants to be Netflix so bad, and yet for all the content that is on Disney Plus, when you start trying to break it into these weird categories, you realize how little there is. Like I went into Star Wars. I went. I clicked the Star Wars button. Yeah. And then in Star Wars, it tries to. It tries to give you those like broken down categories is like oh this is this might be better yeah this might be better for you but you look at it it's like yeah it's all the same stuff dude i know i get it i get it there's there's this many movies and there's a couple shows you can only organize that stuff in so many ways in a category to make me to to like sell me i know what it is i'll find it don't worry yeah that that, that amused me but i think overall like again super cheap yeah yeah, 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 works fine it's fine it's you know it's giving us Good stuff now and good stuff to come. So I'm here for the Marvel stuff in 2020, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm staying for the Mandalorian right now. Yes. So let's get to the Mandalorian. Should we? Should we? Should we uh, recap our our initial 
uh, impressions leading up to the Mandalorian because I think we talked about it a little bit when it was announced. Yeah, and my I like, think I, I was think... sort of cold on it. I was kind of like, oh look, it's Red Boba Fett. Yeah, like the first teaser didn't do much for you, right? But when we got the first full trailer, I was way you more. Saw, you saw like you know stormtrooper helmets on pikes and Carl Weathers. <laughs> That's all it took. <laughs> that's, that's all it took. <laughs> Carl Weathers showed up, and I'm, I'm here for this. <laughs> so, does he get a wooden hand at some point in the show? <laughs> does he greet the Mandalorian with the mightiest of handshakes? Oh, oh! Why didn't that happen? <laughs> that should have happened. I know. Missed opportunities. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you were definitely much more interested. On the first full trailer, yeah, 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 and then it came out. And like Al and I got Disney Plus, and we were watching. You guys were there we're day like, one. We're like, this is great, and everything, and you were just kind of like, eh, wait. I just, I don't know. I, I waited, and then yeah. on the third week, I'm like, all right, there's three episodes up. That's a solid hour and a half of 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 a, of a, of a yeah. sit down I can watch. So I pulled the trigger, and I'm yeah, I'm glad I did. It's good. Yeah, it's um, it's a good show. Yeah, <laughs> you're you're here for her opinion on the Mandalorian. It's good. It's good. It's good. good. It's good. Um, but we're no, obviously I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna elaborate. Get, getting into the uh, the finer points, uh, some things that struck me right off the bat. Uh, probably first and foremost was episode runtime, shorter than I would like, much shorter. But you say shorter than you would like, but there's no fluff. It keeps though. it really tight. Yes, it, there's no wasted time. Yeah. It's it's tight. Like we love us some Netflix Marvel. Yeah, but, but think of how many like, episodes were just wastes of that time. That mid season slump. For real. Where we're just For like real. All right, uh You're padding this out here. Luke Luke got a cup of coffee. We don't mean that kind of cuppy. We mean like he's sitting in the in <laughs> Starbucks. He's sitting at Starbucks. He's sipping on coffee. a latte. They're talking um, and they're talking. Yeah. Yeah. I oh, don't they're on think, a farm. Oh boy. Right. I don't think you're really going to have that with this. No, it doesn't seem that way. Because there's eight episodes, 30 to 45 minute runtime. Yeah. You know, they might go longer for the finale and whatnot. Uh, And there's still like a lot of stuff that we saw in the trailers that got us excited. We have not seen yet. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, So I really like if you were to tell me initially that. Hey, you're getting the Star Wars show, but the episodes are only like a half hour long. I'd probably be like, oh, I want an hour. I want all the Star Wars I can get. But no, you're right. So watching this, I'm just like, it's good. It's just enough. tight. No, I, I get why week to week it, it might be kind of annoying, but like, I don't Again, I sat down and watched three in a row. And yeah. I was like, this is fine. This is totally yeah. fine. I see you watch one, you're like, oh, I want the next one so bad. Yeah, but at the yeah, same yeah. time, I like. The week in between, like I like, dude, because I get to I get to savor my meal. Uh, I'm gonna echo that, and before we get to the the topic, but I feel the same way about Watchmen. The week between is is great. Yeah. I have I have time to think and consume and digest ponder and digest and, and, and come up with ideas and theories of what's gonna happen. It's almost as if anticipation is a good thing. Yeah, you know, and you could probably you probably say to us, "Well, guys, you could have just done that with the Marvel shows." Like, yeah. But if I mean the pizza, and the slice of pizza is really good, it's sitting on the stove, and the next slice is right it's, there, <laughs> it's gonna go bad if I don't I'm, eat it. I'm gonna eat the pizza. Um, so yeah, really, really enjoying the week to week. Runtime's good. Um, 
Just okay. So I, I show- mentioned I mentioned to you the score. Yeah, it's because fine. the score felt. And again, this is a, two different perspectives on music. Very different perspectives. You as a music maker. Yeah. Me as a you know someone who just listens Listen, like yeah, the, yeah. where it stands out are the parts that caught my attention. Okay, when it sounds specifically not Star Wars, it's different. It's not John Williamsy, right? It's it's different. Yeah, and to that end, it's interesting. It's cool, uh, but it's also not necessarily. Again, wow, this is this is fun. It's also not the Watchmen score. Yes. And the Watchman score is owning my world right now. So, you know, you got to bear with me. There's the comparison bar is very high. Um, the Watchman score is everything. We'll get to that. Uh, so the Mandalorian score is, it's not John Williams, but I mean, it's good. It's, and it's got some orchestral, it is orchestral at its base, yeah. really. Um, can I can I point out a, a huge, um, I don't want to call it a nitpick, but it definitely made my spider sense tingle. My Peter, you, you mentioned this to me, and I was like, I gotta go back and listen because I haven't heard any of that. Oh God, stuff. I can't not hear it. Um, the Mandalorian big theme sounds yeah. like the Rocky theme, and it, it, it it's kind of blatant. So the the whole gonna fly now, not the <laughs> gonna fly now, <laughs> um, and not even not the main not the dun 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 dun, 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 dun not that one the training theme. Um, trying to think of it, uh, you know it when you hear it. I can't. I don't have any. I have it. Have it on me. But yeah, it's. Um, so not the main rock. Not theme. the main Rocky theme. Not the da da na na. Not that one. The other one, the training theme. Oh, the... That one! Yes! 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 I'm point. I'm, I'm, I'm animated right now. <laughs> you can't see me, but I'm animated. Okay. Because that one, it, it, that, that line you just did is in the Mandalorian theme. And, and my brain just went like, is that Rocky? <laughs> and then, and then later on... It, another refrain from that same Rocky theme is in the Mandalorian theme again. I'm like, it is the Rocky theme. <laughs> so right. anyway, to keep an ear out for. It. But okay, so the actual story content itself. Uh, okay, can we talk about? Again, we both agree it's good. Yeah, it's good. We like it. Let me tell you what it is not. What is it not? It's and we're, we can get into what this means later. Uh, what the Mandalorian is not three episodes in is unexpected or unpredictable. It's very much beat by beat predictable. It 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 it's not blazing new territory per yeah. se. Uh, aside it, from the reveal of Baby Yoda at the end, sure, of the first sure, episode. sure. But I mean, because like but, I up to that point, I was like watching. I'm like, okay, it's good, solid. I'm enjoying it. Then like that thing showed up. I was like, oh. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about Baby. Yeah, I'm, we'll get to. We'll, I'm gonna talk about Baby Yoda at length. Yeah, but let me first just say this: it's not. It, this is not rocket science. You know, a uh, 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 daring, bold visionary uh, filmmaking. Yeah, it's a western. It's very much it. it it is by the book, by the numbers. You can probably watch the episode and know exactly what's going to happen next right. as you watch it. Which but doesn't that make is it not, not good. I was just going to yeah. say that. It, that does not mean it's not good because it is. Yeah. It's, it's, it's done so well and you inve- there's just enough there to make you kind of go be like, 
This is okay. I care. Yeah. I care. I care I, here. I don't need every uh, Star Wars thing to be like Last Jedi, where it's making like where it has something to say and it's making me question a lot of things that I felt I understood about the series. Not only sometimes that. I just want something to be just Star Wars. Yeah, no, I totally I hear I hear exactly what you're saying. It's almost like Star Wars as a whole has been set up. I I, I had I had I was gonna I was gonna say this one way, but I'm gonna say it another way. Okay. The Empire Strikes Back is the best Star Wars movie. Yes, we can agree on that. Yes, it is also the worst thing to happen to Star Wars. Let me explain. Okay. All right. Because it had because it raised the bar. Yes. But then it had a twist. So big, yeah. That I feel like every episode of the franchise since has this need to twist, or it has right. to. It, it feels this need to make you like question everything all the time, and I think what's happened as a result to Star Wars fandom is when something either, well, eh. <laughs> What's happened to Star Wars fandom is over time that twist has just become canon, and canon has has metastasized. Yeah. And now, if you try to do the big twist, people rebel against it. See Last Jedi. And okay, fine. So now we can't twist anymore. Yet we still want to. It's like we want it to twist, but then when it does, we go, "No, not like that." Right. We get all angry, and you know, whatever. So the Mandalorian comes along, and it's like. No twists. Yeah. Here it is. It's just solid Star Wars. And hey, you know what? That's working out just fine. Yeah. And people are down. And in in that, it's giving us new stuff that we're really enjoying. Yeah. See Nick Nolte. (laughs) I've spoken. (laughs) I've spoken. Um, The memes, Carl. The memes. The memes. So (laughs) here's, here's another thing I noticed about it. It was a very interesting experience watching new live-action Star Wars on a non-theatrical experience. So you mean the how it looks and feels? It, it just looks like, like no, no. In the just watching new live-action Star Wars, uh, like in my living room, oh, and not oh, in a theater. Yeah, okay. Because I'm so used to the big to yeah. that first encounter with it being a theatrical experience that like through like up until about halfway through the first episode it was almost like you know trying to get comfortable in a new car like you like the car but you're not 100 percent comfortable in it yet okay so i don't know if you had that same experience but i was just like this this feels weird i didn't have that experience necessarily i was kind of i was taken aback and and, and not in a bad way in that it it doesn't look like a movie it looks like a tv show right and I, that's not a bad thing i don't not that's not a that's yeah. not an insult it looks like a very high budget tv show let's so let's let's be clear but it doesn't have cinem, super cinematic lighting that we're that we're kind of used to for star wars right it it looks more tv-ish but it still looks like star wars yeah and everything still plays yeah. out like star wars and i think the the pedigree of it shows because oh, the, two, totally. the two main people involved in this are John Favreau, uh-huh. who just 
spins whatever he wants in the gold. We'll talk about that. And Dave Filoni, who mm-hmm. has been, you know, he was the showrunner for Clone Wars cartoon series, which was very good. And for Rebels cartoon series, which I'm going through now, is equally just as good. And is very, you know, he's he's the best of both worlds. He came from the the Star Wars that we come from. Okay. But at the same time, understands there is a place for the new stuff. Mm-hmm. To be intertwined with the stuff that's being produced now. Okay. And he's very good at what he does. All right. Well, they're, they're, the, that tandem is working out just fine on yeah. this show. Um, I don't know a lot about Mandalorians. I know that on the Clone Wars they had a big thing, and right. I, I don't know anything about and, that. Uh, and like from what I understand, upcoming in Rebels, okay. um, there is like a big thing with Mandalore. Well, my my whole Mando experience here is in this show. I'm learning about them on this show. Yeah. And what I gather is that they're a, a warrior people, kind of Klingon-esque in that they value, you know, their 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 combat ability and their right. armors and whatnot. And uh, it also strikes me that, that this takes place five years after Return of the Jedi. Their people clearly look to be displaced. And yes. some, the Empire yeah. raided the, the planet and dis, and displaced them physically at, and stole their armors and melted them down at a certain right. point. And now that's over. Obviously, the Empire is gone. And, you know, this this lone Mandalorian guy's out there doing yeah. bounty hunter Gone-ish. stuff. ish Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, we get introduced to uh, Beskar Steel. Yes, I again. It's so, a which is kind of like the it's kinda, it's the Star Wars vibranium adamantium. Oh, okay. Think of it like that. Sure, it's their sure. magic metal. Okay, um, it can if forged the right way, it can deflect the a, a bolt of a blaster, whatnot, or a lightsaber. Ah, because the Mandalorians went to war with the Jedi ah. at one point. Okay. Now, see, so a lot of their, when I was growing up, that's all I knew about them. They were Jedi hunter people. Yeah, that's all we knew. So there was just going really quickly from what I remember. They had war with the Jedi. Their society then split into like a warring faction and a non-warring faction. Then there was a civil war between the two. And then at some point like that, from what I understand, like pretty much like heavily decimated their culture. Okay. So they're kind of tribal? Kind of. Different sects of Mandalorians? There were, yes. Because okay. you have, there was like Death Watch, was, which was like one of the extreme groups. And so most Mandalorians like fear or ostracize those who align with Death Watch. Um, and that was kind of began in the Clone Wars, but it carried over into like the Rebels era. Hmm. And then there were Mandalorians who... Um, started to work for the Empire afterwards. And what's really cool about the design of those Mandalorians in the Rebels show is that their suits, their armor is the Ralph McQuarrie original designs for Boba Fett. Okay. So it's very very cool that throwback they did there. Um, But yeah, eventually the Empire just kind of said, you know, these would be a threat 
and that's what they refer to as the Great Purge. Okay. Um, so yeah, they are more or less displaced. Okay. Well, we 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 catch up with them here, and they're you know, uh, is it Tatooine? It's not Tatooine. No, it's not Tatooine. Okay. So Jawas are everywhere. Apparently. Jawas are not exclusive to Tatooine. Okay, we've established that. Um, and they're annoying everywhere. <laughs> yeah. They. Oh, okay. Yep. So Listen, Jawas got to eat too. Uh, um. Yeah, they do. They they like egg. They like egg. Uh, raw egg from Rhino Man. If it's good enough for Rocky. Again, coming hey, look, back full circle. Full circle <laughs> Rocky. Yeah, sure, 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 sure. Um, yeah, no, it's cool. It's a cool show. Um, you get just again. There's just enough there to make you kind of care. The the baby. Okay, so Baby Yoda. Yeah, let's, obvi- get, let's get to Baby. Yoda. Obviously, adorable. we got other things to talk about this show. I knew from the minute he turned Baby Yoda into the the bounty guys that he was going to go back for yeah. him. Yeah, again, the show is it's, not. It's a western, and it's also lone wolf and cub. It's it. Yeah, right, right, right. So, um, so Baby Yoda. We all love Baby Yoda. Yes, let's get this out of the way. There are theories. It's adorable. About it. it is adorable. They sh- they, I, sh- they shaved a mogwai. It's Baby Yoda. I'm I gonna let it slide. Pose this question. Go on. Is Baby Yoda too cute? Is his cuteness a distraction? Becoming no. a distraction? Uh, anything that makes no, 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 no. It's fine. Okay, it's totally fine. Uh, so. Let's talk about Baby Yoda for a moment. Now, I, I'm of two minds, okay? Okay. Because forever, my big gripe with Star Wars, well, the prequels made this a gripe, but it continues, is that in this, this vast galaxy of infinite possibility, everything seems to always lead back to the same people. Right. And that's annoying, because you have so much potential right. to tell stories so here's mandalorian telling a new story and i'm like oh well, cool 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 and then we get to the reveal and it's a it's it's granted in a new form we have not seen before it is something familiar right so that part of me is kind of like <laughs> couldn't resist could we we had to go back to something and yet maybe because it's so stinking cute I'm, I'm 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 okay with just it. Can't hit. <laughs> I'm fine with it. Okay, fine. It we have found something that even the Drew hate. <laughs> no, cannot I, penetrate. It, I didn't hate it. I just it's yeah. just something that bothers me, and I wish they could get a, around. But yet, there's clearly a storytelling purpose behind it, right? And I'm okay with that. All right, what's going on with the baby Yoda? There, Tell me what's going on, and we're gonna find out what's going right. on. There is. I am also of two minds of it. Because there is interesting potential for exploration. Uh-huh. We know little to nothing of Yoda's species. In current canon, yeah. there are only two identifiable members of the species, yeah. which is a Yoda yeah. and Yaddle, who yeah. appeared ever so briefly in episode one. So in other uh, words, what you're saying is there should really only be one member of the species. <laughs> Uh, there were in the, what's now considered legendary canon, I think there were three others, mm. all of which very powerful force users. Okay. So here's one potential is that there is a new 
uh, member of the species that's been discovered, and as the species has always been renowned as very powerful force users, obviously the remnants of the Empire want to try and somehow harness that, get that. Well... Okay, if you're if you're going in that direction, yep. fine. Yep. I also I also heard another very interesting theory that I don't believe will be true, but like when you think about it, it's really interesting. You know, what if the Mandalorian in the title is not who we think it is, but eventually what this thing will grow to become? Like what if instead of, what? you know, pursuing being a Jedi, what if little baby Yoda adopts the mandalorian oh. <laughs> so kind of far-fetched most likely not but interesting to think about um here's the other thing okay and here's the very dangerous like if you guys do this it would be a deal breaker even for me go on the doctor yeah with the client yeah did you notice the symbol on his sleeve i did not there's a symbol on his sleeve that is very clearly the symbol for a Camino scientist. Yeah. They're going to they're gonna have a, an army of baby Yodas. If you tell me that this thing is a clone of Yoda uh-huh. and you're just bringing Yoda back, I'm out. Sorry. No. Oh, I didn't, I didn't get there. Yeah. Because there's right, I'm gonna, I'm there's gonna, there's a couple different possibilities. Let me throw one. Let, it's a new member of the species. Let me throw let me throw water on that right now. Here's why we saw, we just saw Force Ghost Yoda yeah. in the last movie. I, I don't know that we need to bring him back via cloning. You you want to bring him back? You can bring his ghost back anytime you want. We don't need to bring him back and say, oh no, it's Yoda. Like yeah. no, it's not. Clearly, it's not. He's dead. Um. So I don't know, again, I don't know the origins of Baby Yoda. He could be a clone, although that would be kind of weird given that, you know, Yoda's been in hiding at this point for however however long, and dead, by the way, post-Jedi. Yeah. Post, post although with the 50-year lifespan of the current Baby Yoda, uh, he, this, would be, he would be he alive. He was born prior to the beginning of the Clone Wars. Yes. So, I'm throwing my hands up in confusion yeah. right now, but... Just make it a baby of his species, and that's yeah, all. That, that's that, don't really go any, just what I'm hoping it's going to be. Um, um, all right, so can I... Can I? Uh, this isn't a problem for me, mind you. Okay. But I want to point out some irony. Some delicious irony. Okay. <sighs> we all love Baby Yoda, right? Indeed. Baby Yoda, an infant... Mind you. Yes. Willingly, actively, and with intention, uses the Force yep. to save the Mandalorian's life in strong fashion. Mm-hmm. Strong style. And we're, Yes, yes. And we're all here for it. Right? Shinsuke Nakayoda. <laughs> that helps you. Sure, sure. <laughs> we're, and we're all like, yes. Yeah. Okay. A young girl, an adult young girl, willingly, knowingly, with intention, uses the force. And there's a huge contingent of fan ba- of the fan base that is angry. How could she possibly know how to use the force? She's only known about the yeah. force for like three days. Let me stop you right there, chief. That infant is using the force. Yeah. 
and you're fine with it. Um, I think when it I'm comes... I'm not trying to make a thing of this. No, I know. I get what you're I saying. I just want to put that out there. When it comes to Star Wars fandom, you just have to... Really, you got split in two groups. It's two groups. There is the, you know, mouth-breathing, yes, yes, yes. basement-dwelling... Yes, but... You know... And then the rest of us. Woman-hating... You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Worst examples of the worst of the worst. You know, just uh-huh. don't listen to them. And then there's the rest, just like me, yeah. Carl. Who I understand this. Yeah, I'm cool with it. So, but my 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 point listen is, listen to the people like me, <laughs> and I and I do. But my point is, those other people are okay with Yoda using the Force as an infant. But but we're going to get mad about because Ray. it's because it's familiar. It's. Again, coming back to my point, yeah. at a certain point, like we just accepted that we we this franchise can't tolerate new ideas, right? Because its fan base doesn't it can't let go a of, portion of its fan base, uh, the loudest portion. Portion. I see what you did there. One quarter. <laughs> Thank you for that. <laughs> I still uh, want to eat that biscuit. It looks good. That was a real thing. Oh really? Yeah, that was not CGI. I, I that was like legitimate. That was real. I, um, I would eat it, and it's food. It looks so. good. Um, Force awakens. <laughs> yeah. So okay, uh, I don't want to dwell too. Uh, we, it's uh, Carl Weathers. Cool. Carl Weathers is great. Yeah. Um, it's it when he gives the little knob back to the baby Yoda. Like this is cool. I'm, I'm here for yeah. this. I like that the first thing that Mando does when he gets his big, his big, big paycheck is he blows it on new armor. It's as we I, all would. I'm very, I'm interested to see more. I'm like, I know I'm not sure how much more we will see of it. Given the events of the episode three, where like the man, the Mandalorians have to relocate now. Yeah. 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 Um, I was, I really enjoyed seeing how he is two distinct different personalities when he's out just doing bounty hunting jobs and whatnot. And then when he's with his own kind, he seems meeker. Um, we're getting like flash, but like flashbacks of what happened to him as a child. Yeah. 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 Um, so yeah, I think it'll be interesting to see. And I for one hope he does not take off the helmet. If he doesn't like the last episode, fine. But yeah, I'm 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 of I'm, I'm a it's got a Carl Urban Judge Dread effect where like if he keeps it on the whole time, cool. Right. Although I have to say they do say in the episode that they never take off their helmets. Right. How do you eat? <laughs> How do you brush your teeth? How do you guys eat? <laughs> you probably smell under there. <laughs> <laughs> or whatever. But it's fine. Smell like wet it, burnt leather. Uh, it's it's fine. It's fine. Um this is the way. This is the way. I've spoken. <laughs> Nick Nolte. Nick Nolte. <laughs> what year is this? <laughs> We're talking about Star Wars with Carl Weathers and Nick Nolte. Seriously. Like, what is going on? I really enjoy that character. Like, Nick Nolte aside. I really enjoyed that character. I it was hope fun. We could see more of him. I think now, I think I I'm Nolte added more to that character than I think you realize. Yeah. Um we still haven't seen Giancarlo Esposito's no, character. No, bring on Space Gus. Yeah. And <laughs> I I will happily take an entire episode of the client just sitting as us talking to oh, different Warner people Herzog. about different things. Yeah, just that's like fine. 
Everyone's get, everyone loves Werner Herzog. Matic, as you know, bounty hunting is a complicated profession. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's fine. It's all, it's all, this is this all is good stuff. Great. It's all good stuff. It's, so, it's a good show. I yeah, like, it's we'll good. See where we it's enjoy going. it. He's, he's, he's about to be the hunted, uh, and he's going to defend Baby Yoda to the death, and, and cool. I'm here for all this. Yeah. This is all good. Can we agree at this point, then, that the, the Mandalorian in three episodes is, is has supplanted Boba Fett in every possible capacity in terms of his competency and uh, overall coolness? I mean, we're kind of in the same boat when it comes to Boba Fett. Let like, me throw you this at you. Was Boba Fett, knowing what we now know about the Mandalorian race of people and their, how they get down, was Boba Fett even a real Mandalorian? I'm not sure. I don't think I don't, so. I don't know. He seems like a poser to me. So, because, like, Django clearly took off Was Django own. a Mandalorian at I this point? I don't know. I, I, I'm not buying it, Chief. So... <laughs> We'll see. We'll hopefully find out at some point. But yeah, Mandalorian, good, really I, good. This is the and way. the director. They just announced oh, that the oh, director oh. of episode three. Yeah, uh, her name escapes me at the moment. Significant because the first woman to direct Star live Wars. action Star Wars. Well, give her more. Will she's being given more? Oh, she's being given from what I understand the bulk of the Kenobi series. Let's go. Yeah. Um. Okay. Real quick before we get into Watchmen. So, Mandalorian, big hit. Right. Everyone seems to like it. Yep. Um, Star Wars seems to be in kind of a confused state going forward right now. They don't really know necessarily which direction they want to go. They know. They, they got plans. I, I, let me posit this at you and tell me what you think. Okay. Um, would you and because I'm pretty sure the fan base is, is cool, it would be cool with this right now, and I think I would be too. Do we just want to give the franchise keys over to John Favreau right now and just say, Hey, go for it for a little while? Yeah, I'm okay with that. Okay, okay. If you, I, if you tell me, you know, Kathleen Kenny stays, you know, who sure, she is, sure, there, sure, and she tells me that like John Favreau and Dave Filoni are. You know, they're, 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 she's the admiral, but they're the ones like captaining the ship and whatnot. Yeah. I am a hundred percent fine with that. Okay, so if I say that John Favreau could be Star Wars Kevin Feige, you're cool with this? Yep. Same. Yeah. Yep. Totally fine. I think I'm good with that too. Um, he's demonstrated a genuine love for the franchise. I think that's very clear. His love for the franchise translate to what he what he's been doing. What he it works. I, you know what also I love about the series? Mm. End credits. Every episode. You get those production art yeah. shots. Oh, yeah, yeah, the, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah, yeah. art the is so solid. Is oh, great. it's great. Um, I Overall, it just, th- this is so, again, it's, it's a nebulous thing, but it, you'll know what I'm talking about. It just feels like Star Wars. Yeah. And I don't know, again, I don't know if it's the desert planet thing or whatever, but like it just has a, it just feels right in a way yeah, that it feels lived in. Yeah. It's know, like, that's the key aesthetic to star Wars. Does it feel lived in? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Mando thumbs up. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm here for it. I like it. Um, if I, if I have, if I have nitpicks with it, I have relayed them. Now, you know what I think of the Mandalorian. Yes. People were asking. Now, you know, wonder what the razor crust is going to be like an X wing. The what? The razor crust. His ship. Oh, 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 you and the X-Wing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Uh, so yeah, okay. Moving along. Moving along. To Watchmen. Watchmen. So I think we need to kind of step back like we did with Mandalorian. Yes. And kind of explore where we were at with the series prior to it coming out. Because up until we stopped recording regularly, there was just a couple stills released. And they and they were very like out of context. Yeah, entirely. it was the cops and the yellow masks. That was it. And that was pretty much it. Yep. And we hadn't heard that Trent Reznor was doing well, that's the story when I, yet. No, we did. And that's when I was kind of like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> but still, like, you, Go were, on. <laughs> you were like, I'm interested to hear the score. That's about it. Because well, you were you were never like a hundred percent sold on it, primarily because of Lindelof's well, let involvement. Me, let me clarify my 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 thoughts. Um, you're right. I was not a hundred percent on board with Lindelof. However, however, um, I did say because I think we talked about Doomsday Clock briefly, and we talked about right. in the the movie and, and yada yada. I think I said the only way I'm really going to be interesting interested in the, in this project is that if they do something new with it. Right. Don't just adapt the book because it's unadaptable. It true it truly is unadaptable. Yeah. It's, it's a comic book a about comic of books. It's medium and it, it, it is a comic book yeah. purely. So you can't adapt it and have it have the same meaning. So my thought was do something new, do something original. Spin it off somehow. Right. Well, Damon Lindelof, who, by the way, and I, I feel like I knew this, but I didn't fully realize it. Um, he is probably the biggest Watchmen fan in the world. Just putting that out there. If you yeah. have a, if you have a paperback copy of Watchmen, look on the back. He probably has a quote on there saying basically that that that, that Watchmen is the greatest work of fiction ever, and that he adores it wholeheartedly. Yeah, it's it's, it's on the back of the book, and I like didn't think about that when they gave him the job but i should have right so i was reluctant about him only because of yes lost lost ended terribly and i was forever mad at him and and jj and and the other guy was uh carlton cuse i think was the other guy i'm lost anyway forever i'm forever angry however i had everyone that everyone that i trust with their opinions on tv shows and stuff telling me that Lindelof's last show, The Leftovers, is some of the best TV they've ever seen, ever, yeah. and to have faith. And I was like, all right, I will have faith. Well, here's the show. Now we've seen it. We're six episodes in. I enthusiastically, wholeheartedly am all in on this show in every possible capacity because everything I just sh- said it should do, it did. And more. It has surpassed every expectation I had for it, and it's unequivocally great. And I'm, 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 let's, let's go. You want to talk Watchmen? Let's talk Watchmen. (laughs) Uh, Sir, this, this is uh, more near and dear to you than is to me. Not to say that is not to me, but you, you have a passion for this story and this property at Dwarf's Mind. So you go, and I will, (laughs) I'll, I'll chime in here and there and, I mean, look. It's not just that it's great. To, it's it's I mean, it's great, right? Yeah. But why? Why is it great? It's great because not only is it a new angle on Watchmen, the 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 story and the and the, the characters in the world, and oh my God, is it steeped in that world? It is. 
it is irremovable from the comic books world. Comic books world, by the way, forget the movie. Yeah. Because Lindelof clearly doesn't care about that. Well, he does in so far that they poke fun at it with the American Hero Story <laughs> stuff in the show, which I think is tremendous, by the way. That he's it's, Apparently, he's friends with Zack Snyder, which, you know, whatever, fair enough. But just a little prod is is great. I love it. Uh, but no, he gets it and he lives in it and he and he is expanded on it. But in all all everything he's doing is with a clear. Every time I watch the show, every everything he does, I I sit there and tell myself, this guy read this guy gets Watchmen. Like oh my yeah. god, so much happens. I'm like, oh he gets Watchmen. Like there's no way you can watch this thing and be like he doesn't know what he's talking about. No, dude. If everything everything in the show is like this dude read that book he knows it inside and outside he has thought about this he has twisted himself over and over and how to best do this and how to make it work and and live in that exact same world as the comic and it's tremendous added on top of that and you you know obviously it, it's on the nose, but it is what it is. The American Hero story, story stuff I just referenced, it's a show within a show. Yeah. Much like the Black Freighter stuff was right. a comic within a comic. It knows what it is, and it's executing to a very high level. The writing is great, and and even just that alone would be enough for me to say that this show is awesome, but it goes even further in the way that the comic was about something in which it, it was about a lot of things actually, but it was about comic books, the history of comic books. It was also about the threat of global nuclear war, which was a major hot topic in the mid eighties. The show is about something and it's about, uh, <laughs> You call it a hot topic of now, but it's always been one, and the show goes to great lengths to explain why we've why our our culture has gone to great lengths to not think about and forget about this. The show's about racism. Yeah. The show is about systemic racism and how it has affected our history, how it's entrenched in our history, and how our history has kind of been subverted in a way to want to forget about it when there's a group of people that that is impossible for them to do. Yeah. And taking it a step further in Watchmen, the show, in the world that they live in, not only do you have the African-American population that clearly cannot forget about wrongs done and still being done to them, in the Watchmen world, you now have the Vietnamese and the Southeast Asians who are American citizens, air quotes now, after Dr. Manhattan won the Vietnam War, and that's going to come into play. I guarantee that's going to come into play in the show. It already kind of is, and you're seeing it a little bit with Lady True. That's going to only go further, I promise you. Her people were colonized and conquered by a god under the American flag. Don't think that that's not going to come into play in the show. Again, the show was already great on its own just in the fact that it took the Watchmen concept and it lived in it. It's also a show about 
about something and it's executing to such a smart and brilliant level. I cannot say enough good things about it. It's just, this is must watch stuff. And if you're a thinking person, you can't possibly watch this and just be like, you can't dismiss this. It's especially after episode six. My God. There's, there's a very difficult tightrope to be walked when you're attempting a show like this Mm -hmm. that I feel they have done really well with. And that is you are making a sequel to the source material, but how much of the original source material do you incorporate into the sequel? I think like if you go full bore from episode one of trying to incorporate a large number of things from the original source material, I think it falls apart right then and there. I think they've been very smart about how and who they've decided to use and when they've decided to use them. Yeah, right, right. Like, we all kind of figured from the casting that Jeremy Irons was Vite. Yes, was yes, yes, yes. But it's not until... Third or fourth episode. Fourth or fifth episode. No, like, yeah, third or fourth episode where he even says his name. Yeah. So you're figuring, like, okay, it's got to be him. (laughs) And then they bring in Lori. Yeah, Lori. Which I don't think any of us saw coming. Um, I mean, I did only in that I knew the the character's name before the show came out and that she had taken on her father's name. But but still, the fact that they're they're using her in, I mean, honestly, they're using her better than she was used in the comic. Yeah, and Damon Lindelof has said. I've read a lot of interviews. I've read many interviews with him, as you might imagine, in the last few weeks. He said that he felt that she was shortchanged in the book, and he wanted to fix that. He wanted to give her a purpose and really dive into her character. Yeah, and hey, to the to this point, and how? Yeah, she's great. Jean Smart, the actress who plays, she's fantastic. Come a long way from designing women. I guess I've heard that, but she plays her with yeah, such world perfect. weariness and like she's so over this costume crap. Yeah, seen it, done it, been there, and she is like the woman in charge. It's it's fantastic. And the speaking of costumes, ah. a, a off the page perfect Ozymandias. Costume. I was so happy to see that. Crazy. It was fantastic. We're going to see more of it too, by the way. Just yeah. so you know. Yeah. Preview for the next episode. Um, I have to rewatch the last episode mm-hmm. because I was in and out of sleep oh, throughout man. it. It's not that. No, like, no, it's fine. It's not that the episode was boring. It's that I started watching it at like 1030. I'm a dad, night. dude. I understand. Yeah. So sleep is at a premium. Yeah. Um, like, it's just, it's been done. Like you mentioned, it's been done so well. The new characters are fully believable to the world. Exactly. The the world is everything. Yeah. It's everything. It it is it I can't I'm having a hard time thinking about how anyone who has not read the book could understand what's going on, right. honestly. But hey, I hope I hope that they're out there and they are enjoying it. But for me, who has read the book, and clearly for Damon Lindelof, who has read the book, 
man, it is so in that world. And these characters... They did the squid. You could sum everything up by simply saying they did the squid. Not only... They showed the squid. Yeah. Oh, my God. I I was on my couch. I jumped off the couch. I'm like, oh, my God, they did it. They showed it. (laughs) Not only that, though, but the fallout and not just like nuclear fallout, the the real life fallout of such an event on the populace 30 years later. How did, what happened to to the world after that? You've got support groups. You've got like uh, uh, survivors who are just messed up from it. The psychic shockwave squids falling from the sky, (laughs) which we'll, you know, which we'll get into Uh, just a whole different world. Uh, Robert Redford's the president and has been for like t- almost 30 years now. Hail Hydra. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, all that, like, it again, this is the Watchmen world. Yeah. And all the people within it are are byproducts of all of that. Uh, our main character, Sister Knight, Angela Abar, she is from Vietnam. Mm-hmm. Again, the 51st state. She's from there. She speaks Vietnamese. She has a her her front cover is a Vietnamese American restaurant. That's like her legitimate business when she's not being a detective slash vigilante. Well, one and the same in this instance in the yeah. show. Even the minor characters are interesting. Give me more Red Scare. <laughs> he's great. You just want to hear him say bro. I he, he hasn't said it yet, but he's awesome. He's got the tracksuit. He's great. I love him. What's up with the panda guy? I don't know, but he's cool. <laughs> but again, all this stuff is in service to something that's about something. And if you're if if you don't know, by the way, all y'all, get on Google, Google Pedipedia. P-E-T-E-Y-Pedia. Pedipedia. HBO has been putting this stuff out at the end of every episode, just like the comic had backup materials at the end of every issue that filled in a lot of the world stuff. PDPD is doing the exact same thing for the show, and oh my god, if this is again, Lindelof has read Watchmen, yeah, and all of this supplementary stuff fills in all these blanks that could only make sense if you understand the world that Watchmen has created for itself right. after the book, and it's so good, it's just so good. And again, this is all on top of the fact that this show is actually about something else entirely. It's not just fan service to comic fans. It's yeah. about real stuff. And if it if it's making you open your eyes to again the Tulsa, we talked. Alan right. asked, "Do we know mm-hmm. about the Tulsa massacre?" No, no, we did not. Do now? Oh my God! Follow up with the episode that you have to finish watching, by the way. But the survivor, Will Reeves, Hooded Justice, by the way. Tremendous! How how could an event like the Tulsa massacre affect a person in that time in the nineteen twenties, nineteen thirties? What would his mindset be in that culture, surviving such an ordeal? What would he be like? What would happen to him? Well, you find out, and it's yeah. it, it, man, this is just all so good. It's and then you get into the Seventh Cavalry and 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 the white supremacy angle to it. And look, man, I'm I'm sorry, people with their heads in the sand. I got bad news for you. That that stuff is real. It it, yeah. it is, and it's it's there. It's it's here today, and it's scary. It really is. Don't bury your head and think it doesn't exist and it's all make believe because it's not. It's it's for real. And to see a show take it on, it, it's it's a lot. It's a lot. And if it makes you uncomfortable, good. It should. It should make you uncomfortable. It should make you think. 
Watch people that are like, when did comics and Watchmen get so political? <laughs> what? <laughs> what are you talking about? Red Watchmen. Right. Exactly. Like this is the point. And oh my god, I'm rambling. There is no, much like the point of the original, by the way, uh, there is no right or wrong answer to any of this stuff, by the way. Right. So, I mean, obvious, look, obviously, racism, bad, right? Okay, let's, yeah. We don't, that doesn't even need to be said. It shouldn't need to be said, but I'm going to say it anyway. But it's not like the show is telling you clear as day that the cops are good and the Seventh Cavalry is bad. On the surface, yeah. But once you get into the show, six episodes in, not really. There's some shades of gray stuff happening yeah. here. The cops aren't all good. And the 7th Cavalry, yeah, they're they're bad. But all is not what it seems with them either. If you are uncompromising, going back to the book, if you are uncompromising, black or white, you are, that's not the way the world works. Rorschach does not work because that's not the way the world works. Right. And he has to go. So if it's making you think about this stuff in unequivocal ter- or more equivocal terms, I guess is the better way to put it. Good. That's the point. Real life is complicated. It's complex. It's not as easy as just saying this is good, this is bad. There's a lot of gradation in there that we all have to kind of parse for ourselves. And if you're asking questions and thinking about stuff, that's a good thing. And I think the show is doing that. And if all those, the first episode, all those review bombs and all that crap. It's not my watch. Dude, just ignore all, ignore all that yeah. noise. Just ignore all that noise. Watch it and think. Think about it. I can't say enough good things about it. Yeah. <laughs> it's really good. So, do you think we see. Uh, Night Owl or Dr. Manhattan. Mm, plot stuff. At any point in the series. Dr. Manhattan, yes, for sure. If we haven't seen him already, wink, wink. I think he may already be a character we've seen. Not positive yet, but it's possible. Uh, Dan's in jail, by the way. If you read yes. if you read Pedipedia, Dan is in prison. So Night Owl, very unlikely. Although, although, Episode five. Spoilers, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Vite is, he, he escapes the confines of his prison and he gets to the surface of Europa, the moon of Jupiter, and he starts spelling out in corpses, mind you, a message to be seen. And it says, help me. And the camera pans out and you see the letter D. Help me D. Then we cut. We don't see what else was written or whatever. Right. What is D? Could it be Dan? I don't know. Could it be Dr. Manhattan? Seems unlikely in that you'd have to use a lot more corpses to spell that out, and time right. seems to be a factor for old uh, Adrian Veidt. So that seems like yeah. a lot of work. Dan is pretty there's, succinct. There's one of two explanations for how Veidt got there. Either A, Dr. Manhattan put him there. Let's talk about that. Go or on. B, he was teleported there. By whom? Uh, we don't know. I think Lady True possibly put him there. Um in fact, I'm I'm actually fairly confident that she's the one who put him there. I think they had their. She has that statue of him in her in her uh, bestiary, remember? Yeah. And I feel like, she, and and by the way, if you read the PDPD stuff, she inherited all of his. She bought correction, all of his businesses, and then Vite disappeared, and no one knows where he is. We all know where he's in the show, but yeah. in the world, no one knows where he is. 
I think that's a little too uh, that that can't be a coincidence. I think she she's behind his disappearance and she absorbed his companies and she's keeping him on the planet. So um, anyway, the Doctor Manhattan thing. I've seen a lot of talk about that. I'll be honest with you. I could. I don't need Doctor Manhattan to show up in this show at all. Right. And I'll I'll explain why. It almost seems like if he were to show up, you run into the Superman problem. In a big bad way. What like what is he not gonna be able to fix? Right. And on top what, of that what is his purpose of being there? Uh, exactly. Let's let's explore that for a second. Dude, at the end of the book, he basically says, I'm out. I'm going to go. He like he respect. He, he fully understood or re- he once again understood the value of human life. But he basically said, I'm I'm bored with this. I'm going to go create my own. Yeah. See ya. They want to uh, create DC Universe. <laughs> well, we don't. Let's not. <laughs> let's not go there. I just feel like uh, the, the comic book character that we know that departed the world. Um, why would he bother to come back at all? Yeah. He's so above it all. Like, what could possibly occur that would force him to come back? Right. Now, I'm sure Damon Lindelof has an answer to that question, but the character that as we know him, all these theories about him, oh, he put, he imprisoned Vite on, on Mars or whatever. Why would he do that? He already let Vite get away with his whole plan yeah. and then left. Why would he bother to imprison Vite after that? Like, you won. Bye. See ya. Game over. Like, yeah. he has no interest in that. He has no vested interest in anything in, in human affairs, really. So whatever the reason is to see him again, and we will see him again, um, it better be a good one. Uh, cat- and I have to assume it's some kind of catastrophic event that he will have to, he, he himself decides to intervene again on behalf of humanity. Don't know, just a theory. That's my guess. But it better be a good reason, because otherwise I can't posit a reason why he would bother. He's already okay. disinterested. Um, Dan. <sighs> Do you think Dan shows up? Again? No. If he does, it's going to be a total surprise. But yeah. I, don't, I don't think so. I think he's in prison. Um, talk to me about the score. <gasps> <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> it's awesome. Uh, it's... Look, I'm a I'm a Trent Reznor guy. Nine Inch Nails is amazing, and I love them to death. I have for ever. Um, but Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross have been a, a a scoring duo for about since since the Social Network basically came out, in which they won an Oscar for, by the way. And along that time, they've done scores for a lot of movies, and I've listened to a lot of it, and I find that the Social Network score is great. It's kind of a pseudo-sequel almost to a Nine Inch Nails record called Ghosts, and it works on its own tremendously in that regard. A lot of the other score stuff is more ambient and kind of samey. Like it's, mm-hmm. I've heard it. These all kind of blend together. Watchmen is not like that. Watchmen, the Watchmen score is like, it, it's like a shadow Nine Inch Nails record, and it's awesome. It's got tracks that that bump hard. It's got songs you can pick out, and it's it's it gives me so many. I'm watching the show, and I'm hearing, it and I'm just like, oh, god, that's so Trent Reznor. <laughs> like, it's awesome. 
I I love it. And uh, the vinyls, by the way, they're releasing them on vinyl. Here's what's super cool. Each vinyl is like an artifact of the world. So the first volume was from a band, and I'm air quoting band. They were the the cover and, and the liner notes in a booklet with re, you can read. It's like a store, like an article about yeah. the band. They're called the Sons of Pale Horse, and the album was called Book of Rorschach. <laughs> and it's about this band from like 2000 that made this album that was all based on the Squid Attack and the Vigilantes of the 80s. And then they made this one record and then broke up and one guy disappeared forever. And the guy in the band, by the way, just happened to be the cousin of the front... I'm sorry. The guy in the band just happened to be the cousin of the psychic whose brain Adrian Veidt cloned to make the squid's brain. This is all in the packaging of the record. It's so cool. Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross's name is nowhere even in the, the album booklet at all. It's all in universe. Like this is a this is a record that exists in the show in the wow. world. It's so cool. Volume two, I was supposed to get today. My delivery date has been pushed back till early December. I'm rather angry. Whatever. But volume two is uh the score, the in universe score to American Hero Story, the show within the show. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to that showing up uh, as soon as it, Man, as soon as it can. Layers. It's great. It's so awesome. I, it's, it's super cool. Again, I have no idea how a non-fan of the book could appreciate all this, but I am a fan of the book. Yeah. And the fact that this is all like happening to the, to the, the degree that it is, it's, it's awesome. It's super awesome. Yeah, I'm really, really interested to see how this whole thing plays out i'm also interested to see if they go beyond season one lindelof said it's one and done yeah but if it does well they could yeah they could turn in like anthology and here's my thought i think i've been pretty clear about what i think about it and why it is surpassed expectations don't just if if you're gonna do another season don't just do it because you have the license and you got to do it you better have something to say. Yeah. And you better be capable of saying it. I think that the book itself makes that clear. This show on top of the book makes it clear. You better come with something to say and say it. That, that that's Yeah. Otherwise that's, well, otherwise why bother? No, I agree 100%. Um I Oh, I had a. Uh, was there something else? What you got? Um, did we cover everything? I think did we. Maybe that was my final word. You better come. So you better have something to say about yeah. all this. I think that might be it. I um, think because we're kind of at the. We're pretty much three episodes at the, left. We're yeah, we're at the halfway point or slightly past halfway point of both shows. Yeah. Um. So I think. Probably the next time you hear from us will be when both shows are finished. Yeah. And we'll do kind of like a post-mortem on those and just kind of see see where we go from there. Maybe th- maybe Falcon and Winter Soldier will be out by then. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> Did you see the concept art? Yeah. Um, let's go. Baron Zemo mask. The agent's going to be in it. That's going to be crazy. <laughs> yeah, Um cool. So, yeah, this was fun. I know. This was... It's been a minute. It's been a minute. It's good to get back and dust off the microphones and get back to this. I know a lot of you guys want us to be back on a regular weekly basis, and we love you guys for that. Unfortunately, right now it's just not 
a realistic possibility. Um, we will be back as we P- promised. Probably. <laughs> probably. Uh, we will be back at some point. Again, probably when both these shows wrap, so we do like a post-mortem on them. Um, beyond that, I'm not even sure when the next Marvel movie is. To, I don't either. I, I, yeah. Soon. I, is it Hey, soon you though? know what's not on Disney Plus? All the Marvel stuff's on other things? Any of the Spider-Man movies. Yeah. Including the Tom Holland ones. Eh. That. Go buy the Blu-rays. Th- I, <laughs> Hey, I hear you, but it bothers me. It's just it's just one of those reminders that everything isn't as as nice as we'd like. Yeah. Anyway. Well. Anyway. All right, folks. We appreciate you stopping by. Uh, we will be back again at some point. We hope you all have great Thanksgiving. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, be excellent to one another. Oh my on God, Black Carl! Friday. As you say that, the next time we talk, that movie might be out. Bill and Ted 3 might be out. Yeah, maybe. Party on, dudes. Party on. But yeah, don't don't trample anyone for a toaster no. on Friday. No. Just be cool to each other. Yes. Um, have great holidays. We appreciate y'all. We love y'all. Um, Drew, any, any last thoughts? Um, hashtag TLCD 2020. Okay. We have spoken. I have spoken. We have spoken. We have spoken. This is the way. This is the way.